And what's up, everybody? Justin here from WWE Mentality, a.k.a. HCP. I've got many, many, many different names. I'm joined by a man that has many names as well, but the only name you need to know is Mr. Wonderful, a.k.a. JR. <laughs> How is everybody doing today? I hope you're doing good. It's a very sunny, great, and wonderful day here on the Outer Banks, for it, sure. It dang sure is. You know, we've been kind of dealing with some really dry conditions since Hurricane Dorian. I haven't seen, I haven't seen any rain. You seen any rain at your house? Um, no. I live right down the street, and I haven't seen any rain at all. Nah, see, that's and that's good thinking. for me. Well, it's been kind of dry. I mean, I would, my, my lawn wouldn't mind a little bit of water, but, you know... Well, I mean, you live in the marsh, so... Well, maybe. whatever. Okay, all right, here we go. <laughs> Let's back up a little bit. Another exciting episode of WWE Mentality hitting your way, and it's all brought to you by OBX Chevy. Who can put you in a Chevy? The Chevy Man Can, located at the foot of the Wright Memorial Bridge in Kitty Hawk. Check them out online at obxchevy.com. They got a lot of good-looking vehicles up there, JR. Have you seen them a lot lately? I did. I actually saw a video yesterday of the pre-owned vehicles for 2019 that are still there. Uh, our buddy David, yep. a.k.a. David E.K.O. in our group. He posted a video of all the nice-looking vehicles up there. They got Chevys. They got Buicks. They got Toyotas. I mean, anything you can probably want or need, they have. And they can definitely put you in a good vehicle. So yeah, they're, they're, they're very good at what they do up there at OBX Chevy. So check them out online at OBXChevy.com. We had a kind of an interesting week this past week, JR. Now, Raw and SmackDown. This was the this SmackDown that just aired is the last Tuesday SmackDown. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of emotional about I, it. I am. I'm on the, the verge of tears right now. It, I mean, let, let's not just say SmackDown. It's the end of SmackDown Live. Yes, there we go. That's a better way of putting it. I mean, but this could be a good thing. You never know. Like, you gotta, end of an error? I mean. Well, you got to kind of. Going into it with an open mind. Yeah. You know? That's true. With anything new, you have to do that. Yes, you do. That's very true, JR. With anything new, quote JR on this one, anything new, you must go into it with an open mind. Hey, what did I say last week? With success comes change. This is very true. And uh, unfortunately, but fortunately, we're changing. Yeah. The WWE is changing, whether anybody wants to admit it or not. Yeah, that's true. It's forever the thing. So, well, let's jump right into Raw. Raw this past Monday night, live from San Francisco, California. Cali. California knows how to party. So, kicking the show off, JR, here comes Seth Rollins, all right? If you remember the Monday before, when things signed off, old Seth Rollins was kind of curled up in the corner turnbuckle with the fiend in his face. Bearing down on him. Bearing down a good way, a good, good, good use of words there. So he's out there and he's discussing, he's talking about how he's faced giants and demons and and beasts. beasts monsters. Monsters, but he's faced them all. Faced them all, but this is unlike any animal he's ever had to deal with before. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and in the midst of talking about all this, Braun Strowman makes an appearance into the thing. How did this all get down? I mean, what was your thoughts on this, JR? Braun Strowman basically looked at him and was like, while you're worried about Mr. Rogers, you need to be worried about me right here in front of you right now. It was kind of weird to me because I wasn't really expecting Braun to come out and pretty much challenge him for a rematch. Um, I didn't see that coming either. It's all part of a storyline, as everything is in WWE, whether it's a mid-card beginning or middle 
everything has a storyline. Um, but this uh, this is coming to fruition for me, where I've told you I think two weeks ago, these three guys, Bray Wyatt, aka the Fiend, Braun Strowman, and Seth Rollins, will eventually meet at some point in time. Now, at the same time, at I want it at the same time. I know you don't. You want you want the Fiend and Braun Strowman to meet one on one. Yes. And that may happen. Like I said, maybe WrestleMania. I could see this playing out to WrestleMania for sure. Well, but, it's possible. It's but very I possible. I will let you know that uh, the Fiend does have his own personal customized belt already made. He's already posted videos of it. It's it's pretty it's pretty cool. So maybe is is the Fiend gonna get the championship at Hell in a Cell? Or it could be interrupted. I don't know. So many things. Yeah, there's I don't know. A, lot, a lot of different variables there that could take place. <laughs> well, so Braun Strowman, in, in so many words, he challenges Seth Rollins to another match later on that night. And he says, I accept. Of course. Of course. That's going to take place in the main event later on. But then we have the Viking Raiders against the OC. Now, this is something that's been boiling over since that tag team turmoil match from a few weeks ago prior to the uh, pay-per-view Clash of Champions, uh, when they were trying to decide the number one contender yep. in that match uh, to go against Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins it ended up being Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler. So they've been boiling over the Viking Raiders and the OC, and it all came to a head the other night. Uh, match pretty decent. Uh, I, I give it a B plus. Same. Actually, I'll give it a B. A uh, I, uh, B B plus. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, the Viking Raiders came out on top. The Viking Raiders are poised for a big push. I hope so. I mean, they're, other than Heavy Machinery, which is your tag team, they're one of the best tag teams out there. So. Well, I just, I still think the OC got suppressed way too early, way too quickly. Because you think they showed up on the scene around the same time AJ Styles did. It wasn't long after AJ Styles right. showed up that Anderson and Gallo showed up, okay? And they were like, poised to be something great back then, but then they just kind of pushed them down. Okay. I think they won the tag titles, kept them for like a month, and then gone. It's a trend for them. <laughs> well, I mean... Uh, they done lost it again. Yeah, so the Viking Raiders are on their way. Rusev's reappearance, okay? Rusev has recently came back looking really good. I'm not crazy about this Ron Jeremy stash that he's got <laughs> going on. If he... Grew his hair back out long, he looked just like Ron Jeremy. Uh, a younger, more fit Ron Jeremy. I thought it was funny the other night. He had that match against EC3, and at the beginning of the match, everybody's like, "Where is Lana?" No, yeah, I don't think we Lana, want Lana. I don't think Lana's gonna be joining him. You don't uh, think so? On this little run that he's going on now, dude. Lana is what made him look good. Because I let's agree. be honest here, Rusev is ugly. I, I mean, think he is not a. I don't think he is a very attractive individual. Saying that in a completely heterosexual way, I mean, you know, like you, you Jr., you are a handsome, good-looking oh, man. Thank you. Thank you, you know what I mean, and I can say that heterosexually here. Rusev is not a good-looking guy. He's not attractive. He needs that arm candy by way of Lana. Okay. I, I hey, look, I agree with you, but I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't think Lana's going to be showing up anytime soon. Now. I hope she, you're wrong. She just, she's just got too much uh, behind the WWE scenes going on. She's got fashion shows she's going to, and she's involved in. I, I just think that she's not going to be around on this stint. So, well, uh, like I said, I, I and, and another thing too, like, why is he going against EC3? EC3 is a great talent. That's what I'm saying. I mean, EC3 is pretty jacked. I know he's. A, I mean, 
all the past experience that he's had in other promotions and in NXT, he's a great talent. Why are you going to put him against Rusev and get the hell beat out of him? Well, see, and that's another thing. Like you said, I compare EC3 to Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews is a great talent. He's a good technical wrestler. He's good in the ring. I don't think he's been given an opportunity except for when he was with Titus Worldwide, and that wasn't even a good opportunity. Not really. Okay, another one. You know, in a roundabout hey, way, Titus, like, be, Titus be straight tripping. Yes, on some <laughs> uh, on some mats. On some mats. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, with all that being said, you know, yeah, the, the way that they're they're billing EC3 right now, I don't think it's. Um, I, I don't. I mean, I just can't, I can't get behind it. Didn't man. make any sense because you had the Viking Raiders for almost a month ago against Jobbers, and then you're going to put Rusev against EC3. Why not put him against a Jobber? Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, I, it's just. I'm right there with you, Jr. I'm right there with you. All right, so Sasha Banks. Had a match with Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross was good out the gate in that match. Um, but there's some sort of boiling going on between the current women's tag team champions, Nikki Cross and Alexa, Alexa Bliss. Bliss. Yeah. <laughs> I lost my train of thought for a second. How could you forget the yeah. goddess? Golly, day, you're right. Anyway, uh, with her, with those two, against Bailey and Sasha Banks. I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they were the original tag, women's tag team champions, Bailey and Sasha Banks, maybe that has something to do with it. Although Bailey, or not Bailey, but Sasha Banks went on the record for saying when she came back that that title meant absolutely nothing to her. So there again, it, it's kind of a quandary it's left us all in. However, next week, I'm not trying to get ahead of myself here, but next week, Alexa Bliss is supposed to have a match against Bailey. Bailey. No, 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 no. Sasha. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a good yeah, Sasha. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So, but Nikki Cross, yeah, with with a little bit of help from Bailey, Sasha Banks reigned victorious over Nikki Cross. She went for her twisted sister and was reversed into a bank statement, and she tapped out. Um, but that was not before some interruption by Bailey, in which you know ringside with. Nikki Cross was Alexa Bliss yep. and went after Bailey. I mean, what what did you see with that whole thing, Jr.? I mean, as soon as Bailey interfered, it, it, it kind of almost looked like it took a little while to for it to sink in for Alexa Bliss. It just it kind of just seemed like a little a little pause there for her to get over to Bailey to, to to knock her out, but or not knock her out to knock her down. Knock her down, yeah. But um, you kind of knew it was going to happen. I mean, let's let's create a match with the people outside the ring and let's really hope on not interfering. I mean, that's the WWE trend now and uh, I don't think anybody likes it. That there's not a match that like Sami Zayn and Shinsuke or uh, in this particular right, match. I mean, you have an outside interfere just begging to interfere and by God it happens. What a shock. What a shock, yeah. Like, let's have a match that nobody interferes. Let's do that for once. Yeah, and then the way that's going to happen is that they are, you know, sent backstage, you know, or what. Which would be an interesting thing, too, is, like, if the referee just gets so fed up. they I haven't seen a referee send anybody backstage in years. Um, I feel as if AJ Styles got sent backstage when the OC fought the Viking Raiders the other night. Hmm. I might have missed it. I think AJ Styles did get sent backstage, huh. to be honest with you, JR. Uh, but I'll double-check that, okay? Um, but, yeah, so the interruption is always going to be there. Whenever yeah. you have a sidekick out there at ringside, 
or I, even like they're doing guest commentary. Right, right. Come on. I just don't. Like the, I don't think the fans, and especially myself, I, and I think I speak for you too, is that we want to see a match, an, an actual, an actual yeah, match. I agree. I agree. I mean, so whenever there's a ringside uh, factor, best believe it's going to play it. Most likely. Uh, Lacey Evans had a match with Ember Moon. That was just kind of a, a, a mixed-in uh, one-on-one women's match. Lacey Evans and Natalia are on a crash course for each other. Uh, I don't understand exactly what Lacey Evans has against Natalia per se, but she's got her sights set on her, and she's been using the sharpshooter to tap people out. I see this match, JR, coming to fruition at Hell in a Cell, but maybe as a kickoff. pre-show match, yeah. kickoff match. I would I would see that as a kickoff show, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, I, that's how I see that one going down. Uh, I don't. There's not a whole lot of hype behind it. I can't see the fans really getting in, getting into it. Me, I'm into it because it's two of my favorite female superstars, in Lacey Evans and Natalia, getting it on. <laughs> uh. But <laughs> that was cheesy. All right. <laughs> but uh, that was, uh, you know, I I, 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 I want to see, just because I like both of them. I, I think, think they're this great wrestling. I think this could have been a, a better feud, a more built up feud, because uh, we know Lacey Evans is a great talent and a great character, and, and we all know about Natalia. And I've been saying it for weeks that Natalia is one of the best wrestlers, uh, technical wrestlers on in the women's yeah. locker room. Uh, I I just think it should it could have been built up more. And Lacey Evans, if you're ever listening out there, if you're going to put the sharpshooter on somebody, make sure you do it right. <laughs> I think part of her <laughs> thing was I think she was trying to do it wrong in some effects. But, uh, like, yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying. Like, yeah, at least look like you know what you're doing. Um, well, that brings this up. All right, so Carmella and R-Truth have been pounding around with the 24-7 championship. I think R-Truth is, what, the 19th time? It feels like it's been going on for decades. Well, Carmella, <laughs> the other night, they chased them all down to the ring. Carmella's like, stop, stop. I can't take this anymore. Oh, my gosh, Truth. We can't do this anymore. I'm so tired of running. And then he, then she hugs Truth, yep. and then cradles him up, pins him, and takes the 24-7 champion. Truth's just like, what in what the heck? happened? One thing <laughs> that I thought was funny about that whole segment was Renee Young yelled yeah, over yeah. at Corey it. Graves, because they're it. together. Corey Graves and, and Carmella are a couple. And was like, now you can consummate the 24-7 title. Yeah, and he's like, it's too late for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was that funny. Was great. One of her few highlights that she has. Yeah. That was, uh, that was pretty good. <laughs> But um, the 24-7 champion, now it's, it's giving that women an opportunity. And you know who I saw come in pursuit the other night of the, when the when she won the title? Uh, Fire and Desire or one of the one of them. people out there. Okay. You know who else I saw that I haven't seen in a long time? Uh, Kabaki Warriors. Uh, well, I hadn't seen them in a long time. Yeah, that's true. But there was one person that stuck out to me that I saw that I had not seen in a while. And that was Sarah Logan. Oh, yeah. yeah Sarah yeah. Logan yep. was in pursuit. Where has she been? You know, the Riot Squad, Liv, Liv Morgan. She's gone. She Well, she's, she's not gone. She's repackaging. She's repackaging, yeah. I believe Ruby Riot has been out. She had to have, like, surgery on her shoulder or something to that effect. She's been out for a little while. Yep. So I guess without the Riot Squad, there's can't do much. Like, I don't well, think they, they got split up during the, the not draft, but the um, shake-up. Shake-up. They got split up during the shake-up. Yeah, so it was just interesting to see. 
uh, Sarah Logan in pursuit the other night. But, oh, but we you know, see a reemergence. My, my second place homegirl there, and I hate to call her second place now, but Dana Brooke was in the front of that whole pack. If you noticed that. Well, that's the only thing she'll be in front of. Because it ain't a title run. It ain't a title run anytime soon. I'm sorry. Dude. <laughs> sorry. You watch your mouth over there. Hey, show some respect to <laughs> Dana Brooke. All right, Chad Gable and King Corbin. Let me redress him right Say it. No, no, say it again. You know how to say it. Say it again. He's your king. You want me to say it? Yeah, yeah, you do it. Chad Gable unfortunately defeated our king, our king, Corbin, on Monday night. But it was because our king is not used yeah, our- to losing, as of course he shouldn't be. But he, because he's our king and he should never lose. But he, he, he had to take drastic measures so he can keep his crown. But here's the thing: he keep, used his scepter, yeah, and hit Chad Gable in the face. Well, Chad Gable deserved it. No, he did not. Chad Gable was about. Look, I mean, Ch- Chad Gable is excellent. I'll give you that. But he's a baby. He's the second coming of Kurt Angle, bro. True. He's in the angle. Not true, but against our king, he's nothing. He's a peasant. Nothing but a peasant. You hear this, No No Mama? Do you care to comment? No No Mama just walked in. No No Mama, do you care to comment on any of that? He has a nice butt. Are you talking about Justin or? uh, (laughs) I should have known better. Dolph Ziggler. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'll tell you what. Next time we talk about Dolph, I'm going to make sure that you're involved in that. All right? Okay. Okay. All right. Moving forward. Rey Mysterio. Because they got this fatal five-way match. All right? Rey Mysterio. It was Rey Mysterio, Shinsuke. Ch- Shinsuke Nakamura. Who else did we have? AJ Styles. Yep. Ricochet. Had, who else? Ricochet. Ricochet. Who was the fifth one? I'm drawing a blank. Should have written this down. Irregardless, it doesn't matter who the fifth one was because Rey Mysterio won the Fatal Five Way and earned a championship match against Seth Rollins. This coming Monday on the season premiere. Yeah, the season premiere. Bye, no, no, mama. Later. Later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the season premiere of Monday Night Raw. So I knew early in the show because they were teasing each person throughout the show about how I'm going to be in the Fatal Five Way and why I'm going to win. And when Ray Mysterio said, I'm doing this for my son, Dominic. I love him so much, blah, 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 blah. I knew right then and there, JR, he was going to win. Yeah? I knew it. Well, I got a, uh, what, is it, what is it called? A, um, an interesting storyline for this whole thing. Rey Mysterio won. Is he a legend? I can categorize him as that, yeah. So he's a legend. Who does the fiend like to attack? I see where you're going with this, JR. Legends. Right? Exactly where you're going with this. It only makes sense that Rey Mysterio won. There's no other reason why he won other than he's going to get attacked by The Fiend next week. And probably he... I don't think he'll come close to winning. I think it'll be after Seth Rollins wins. Or maybe... I think it's going to be during the match. During the match, yeah. It's going to cause a disqualification because he doesn't want... Like, he's about to beat Seth Rollins. Yeah, right. Then he comes out. Right. Because he wants Seth Rollins. Right. The fiend wants Wants them all to himself. I like what you're thinking there, JR. I, by the way, I sent a tweet out to Rey Mysterio and I told him good luck next week because <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know if it's going to end up well for him. 
Oh yeah. What, hey, by the way, let's let's take a quick pause on this. What is your Twitter handle? My Twitter handle? Yeah. Um, I believe it's at Jamie Wentz. Let me see here. Do a at at Wentz Jamie is my Twitter handle. At Wentz Jamie. But if it comes up, Jamie Wentz and WWE mentality, your, that's me. Spell your last name. W E N T Z. All right. Yeah, I don't want people. Spend, you know, there's different. You know, put an S on the end of it. Or and we and uh, Carson Wentz and I are. I don't think. Really related at all. I thought he was your cousin. I wish it was my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I've contacted the Eagles, but they haven't contacted me back. Gotcha. So. Okay, reached out for comment. <laughs> anyway, no, I just wanted to break in with that because, you know, you do a lot with Twitter. You tweet oh, yeah. superstars. And if you want to tweet JR, that's how you can do it. Wince with a Z, Jamie. Jamie. That's your Twitter handle. Just look up WWE Mentality on Twitter and I should pop up. Right. Yeah. On. We'll talk about your activity in social media in a little bit but let's go ahead and wrap this thing up so Rey Mysterio got himself a match in the season debut of Monday Night Raw and the Fiend Ray Wyatt alright so we have the Seth Rollins Braun Strowman match we all knew what was going to happen yeah. the Fiend was going to make an appearance Braun Strowman in a roundabout way summoned him yeah. earlier on by saying a Mr. Rogers wannabe or something right. to that effect so he, he kind of summoned him, and then he came out and attacked Braun. Braun, they had a good match going on between Braun and Seth Rollins. Braun had him up, about to do the running power slam, and the lights start to go out. As they did when the Fiend first appeared yep. and showed his face against Finn Balor. Mm. The lights start to go out, they flicker, and then you hear that ring. Whatever that noise sound effect is, right. and he's got the mandible claw locked in on Braun Strowman, your guy. Now, what was your thought? There was something Braun was. He, he was talking. He was trying to talk. What was going on with that whole part? As he was attacking him, yeah, it was Bray who was trying to talk. Bray was, yeah, to yeah, talk. yeah. He was trying to talk, and like I said last week, it just seems like when Bray does the mandible claw. I don't think Bray wants it. I don't think Bray wants to attack people. But the Fiend wants to attack people. And as, if you're listening and you're watching the video, as the Fiend is putting the Mandible Claw on Braun Strowman, you can hear Bray or the Fiend scream, why? Like, why am I doing this? No, why? I thought it was was Braun saying, why, why, you know, like. Well, I mean, I think we related it to... This could be a very interesting storyline with them two because not only are they past Wyatt family brothers, but in backstage news, they are also besties. besties and Bray is the go- or uh, Braun is the godfather of Bray's new child. Yes, that's very. So this true. could be a very interesting storyline that could unfold in front of That's us. Why I've been saying it, man. A Bray Wyatt, <laughs> Braun Strowman feud to me is 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 the top of the, the ticket right now. But what, Let's just hit on that for a second, but what kind of match would you put him in? Would you put him in a, a normal match? I mean, I, no, it kind of all depends on well, that that would kind of feel like it ruined the match because someone... Yeah, just, that's you know. true. That's true. Okay. Because um, the best thing to do it, I think, would be Hell in a Cell. I don't but, know, Jr. It's, it's, it seems like it's too. It's too. It all depends on the storyline, of course. But street fight, a street fight. 
maybe. I don't know, man. I haven't thought that much yeah. about it. I, I just think that a match of some sort with some sort of implications well, I agree. is, is the top of the ticket, man. I'm telling you, right. WWE, Vince, if you're listening right now, you book that. You find a way to make it happen. And Paul. And Paul. And Eric Bischoff, whoever. <laughs> But all right, so now we, we we've covered Raw. The SmackDown's a little bit of a different animal these days, okay? And what I mean by that, it's you know, you've got Brock Lesnar who's made some jump over to SmackDown. Yep. Uh, which I feel as if has been a push by Fox wanting I would imagine so. Yeah, and they also I think are pushing for Bray Wyatt. I heard that too, but I don't know. We'll cover that in a little bit. But we kicked the show off. Eric Rowan coming out and basically just discussing again about how he's not going to be overlooked. He's not going to be overshadowed. Got to tell him what to do. Daniel Bryan's like, man, I'm sick of it, bro. Let's just let's end this thing, man. Well, you just saw Br- Daniel Bryan turn babyface again. Yeah, he's babyface all over again. All because- over again, which I like him better babyface anyway, because everybody gets to do the yes chance. I mean, the yes chant is. Uh, I think undisputedly probably one of the m- most popular hand gestures or saying oh, or of course. in WWE Next history. to what? Yeah. Right, right. So he's he's got the crowd, and I'm glad he turned uh, babyface again. So Well, and, and that's the whole thing. Like, you know, there's I've, I've always said I could never see Kevin Owens as anything but a heel. Right. He's doing good as a babyface. I always thought that I could never say, and I, but I agree. I like I like Kevin Owens better than you. Right. I'm like you. I think Daniel Bryan is a better babyface, but he did play a pretty good heel when he was heel. He did with help. Okay. Yeah. I can it's like with Sonya that. Deville and Mandy Rose. Is I mean without they're going to implode. I and I'll talk more I, about that in a little yeah, bit. I agree. But yeah, so with that match created a match at Hell in a Cell. With Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns tag teaming against Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. Okay, I think that's going to be a great match. I think it is. Now, is it in the cell or is it at Hell in a Cell? See, this is where I feel like when you have a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, every match is in that cell. Every single match should be in it. I agree. Why put any other match outside the cell? You know what I think they'll do? And I just had this feeling. They'll put them on the pre-show. No, they can't put them on I, I I hope they don't, but I just have this feeling that they'll put them on the pre-show. The cruiserweights are on the pre-show. Maybe something with the Lucha House Party on the pre-show. But, <coughs> dude, you can't put that on the pre-show. I agree. You can't. You can't but... I mean, let's think about it. The card hasn't even is starting to kind of get developed for Hell in a Cell. Right. We've got two matches that are in the cell by yep. way of The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, against Seth Rollins right now. Sasha Banks against Becky Lynch. Those right. matches are actually in the cell. What other matches, other than the one that we just discussed between Daniel Bryan, or with Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns against Luke Harper and Eric Rowan, what other matches are there taking place in Hell in a Cell right now? Is there any tag team matches going on? I don't think so. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> we're still fine-tuning a lot of things. That's a week away, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, what, what's going on? We'll have, we'll have a match uh, card by next week that we will gonna discuss. A going to this week. Pay attention. <laughs> However, that is one match that got put together. Now, Kofi Kingston spoke candidly on his WWE title match against Brock Lesnar next week. Um, no real look of concern on the face of Kofi Kingston in that match. See, and that's another one that I felt like would be in 
Hell in a Cell, but they're saving it for the uh, Fox debut. And and it very well could spill over into Hell in a Cell. Yeah, as we, as we touched on last week, uh, that match being on the premiere of the, what is it? The Fox premiere, the Fox of, premiere Smackdown. of Smackdown next Friday for what is Kofi going to do on Sunday? Like, yeah. I mean, or, or Brock, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just, it's kind of a too close to call. Well, that's the thing. They picked a, a somewhat of an interesting weekend to do the Fox premiere because you've got Friday night SmackDown, yep. Hell in a Cell on Sunday, and then Monday Night Raw. Right. You know? And the, uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. I mean, but that's all stuff. A lot for, to unfold, uh, for sure. Well, Chad Gable came out and expressed his disgust again for King Corbin. No, oh, his majesty. Thank you. That better for you, Jr. It was a little. It, it, it got better. It was okay. better. <laughs> well, Mike Kanellis came out and and Chad Gable put Kanellis down. What is his deal right now? Is he just kind of Kanellis? Yeah. Is he is he another Kurt? Not Kurt Hawkins. Who am I thinking about? That lost all those matches. Kurt Hawkins. Is it Kurt Hawkins? Yeah. Okay. Is he another Kurt Hawkins? What's his deal? I just think he's got a lot to prove to his wife. Maria. Proving a whole lot right now. Uh, and he really hasn't. This whole storyline between them two have been going on for pretty much the whole summer. And uh, her saying that he's not good enough and that you're going to win this match for our kids and our marriage and he hasn't won a match. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not too. <laughs> look, whatever. Hey, Killer. I'm, it's another <laughs> one of those stories where I'm going to sit back and just kind of watch. Yeah. And see how it all unfolds. I'm not going to sit here and try to guess. At what Big question here. Who's that baby's father? On the next episode of Mari. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Watch this. Mari's going to end up intervening. They're going to have a... uh, That would be funny, though. I heard that that was going to be a storyline that he could possibly end up showing up. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. I I read that. Oh, that's funny. I would love that. All right, so Sasha Banks and Bailey had a match against Charlotte Flair and Carmella spilling over from last week when... They teamed up and beat up on Charlotte Flair, and Carmella came to her rescue. Well, that match went down, and and here's what floored me about that whole match, okay? It could have gone a different way. Match was good. Not going to take away from the, the intensity of the match, but when Sasha Banks had Carmella in the bank statement, right before Carmella tapped, Charlotte stood there, you know, a lot of times they'll come in and, like, kind of disrupt it or whatever. Right. Charlotte stood there and watched. What's up with you, girl, man? I think it's time for her to take a break, honestly. Um, oh. This whole Carmella storyline, getting involved, I think it's just a way to push out Charlotte for a break, maybe. That's the only thing I can see. It's not that I'm getting sick of Charlotte, but... That's your girl. That's my girl, and I would never get sick of seeing her on TV. We're talking about it, but I just <laughs> I just think it's time for her to take a little bit of an absence. Okay, um, maybe take a month off, come back Survivor Series, create a, a team, a SmackDown team, or come back in the draft. Um, involving Carmella is a good way to do that. With somebody new, her, I guess. But yeah, I mean that's I, I think Charlotte's just on her way out of taking a, a, a vacation. I think it's time. I think it's time for Charlotte to to step back, relax for a little while, not be on TV, let the fans, you know, 
soak in her absence and just come back later. Well, yeah. Bailey doesn't have an opponent right now for a championship match. I don't see Bailey going against Charlotte again. I don't think I want to see it. No offense to Charlotte at all, but we've seen that that show a couple times. Yeah, um, we have. And if Bailey needs to be in a match, it needs to be in Hell in a Cell. True. So true. as we were talking about, because I think all whether every match at Hell in a Cell should be in a Hell in a Cell, I think the championship matches should be in Hell in a Cell. Definitely. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, Shinsuke had a match against Ali. Now they dropped the Mustafa part. He was Mustafa Ali. Right. They dropped Mustafa, so they just call him Ali now. Okay. All that match again. It's another one of those situations where. Your third party on the outside of the ring got involved and yeah. caused you know, the, the, one of them to lose in the form of Ali getting a Kinshasa from Shinsuke while he was chasing after uh, Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn ran through the ring to the other side. Ali comes into the ring. Kinshasa, pin, one, two, three. The match could have been different, but I don't think we've seen the end of that. Feud. I don't neither. think so. I think that Ali and Shinsuke are going to have another match. Maybe at Hell in a Cell, not in Hell in a Cell. Right. Uh, here's, but, the, here's the thing, too. Ali was on a great push to become the WWE champion before yeah. um, he got hurt. And that's when Kofi got put in the mix. Yeah, the uh, Elimination Chamber paper. So if you're paying attention, fans, this is how long that injury could set you back. And this is how long, because what it's been, Fastlane, he got hurt, I think. And, and Kofi came into the mix. I mean, what's that? Seven months? Seven months to finally get uh, Elimination Chamber was in February. February, okay. So it wasn't Fastlane, it was Elimination Chamber. It was in March. Yeah. So it's been about eight months, eight, nine months. And this is how long it can take for people to bounce back. It's not an all of a sudden thing. So Ali now is bouncing back and getting his title shots and getting you know, getting matches against people who have titles, and that's good. Same thing happened to Finn Balor. Yep. Finn Balor never really recovered, bro. I hope never. it's not the same for Ali, because I do like him. I think when Finn Balor comes back, it's going to be... I don't think he's going to be the same Finn Balor. Well, he had that alter ego, the demon. Yeah, but you want to kind of keep that kind of at, at rest. You know, keep the probably such a hard uh, like makeup job to put on it probably took him like six hours yeah to get ready. at least anyway that being said we might not see the end of that the new day defeated the b team that was kind of a throwaway match in my opinion we knew that the new day was going to be the b team b right. team b team go go go, go 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 yeah that's our guys well the next <laughs> match yeah the kamaki the kamaki warriors had a match against fire and desire now one thing that is I mean, um, Maxim Magazine. Yep. Okay. Who was on the cover of Maxim Magazine for Australia? Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose. And she's very proud of this, handing out autographed copies. Okay. Now, Sonya Deville did not seem to be too crazy the fact that she was more focused on the Maxim Magazine spread of her pictures and everything like that. While, you know, we do know that Sonya Deville does like women. Yeah. She's not crazy about that. Now, I think that is, this is the beginning of the demise of that group. I'm telling you right now, they're going to split up. I told you a week ago that it should happen. Yes. And 
because that was part of the backstage before they went to the ring. Sonya Deville was like, Mandy, get about the magazine for a minute. Let's focus on our ne- our match. We got the Kabaki Warriors coming up in a minute. Right. All right. Well, it, it, it caused, it had a Well, not hand. only that, after the match, they had another interview, and I guess it was Sonya Deville's birthday or something. They were talking about birthdays. Happy belated birthday to our princess, Stephanie McMahon. You want to hear something else? What's up? Today is Oscar's birthday. Well, no one cares about Oscar. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you got Stephanie McMahon or you got Oscar? Okay, I choose Stephanie. I'm sorry. Okay, all right, all right. And I'm not gonna release her age because it's already out there. But happy birthday to to, to Miss McMahon. Happy birthday, Steph. Yeah, and uh, going back to Sonya Deville, and Mandy. They had a backstage segment too, where I think it was Sonya Deville's birthday, and Mandy bought her a, a donut or something to say sorry. Like, hey, sorry, I lost the match. And Sonya said, uh, maybe next time we'll be more focused or something like that. Like, it, it's it's gonna it's gonna happen, people. The fire and desire is gonna get flamed out. Yeah, it's gonna get snuffed. Yeah. All right, so that brings us to Kevin Owens and Shane settling their lawsuits. If you remember, Kevin Owens served Shane McMahon with a twenty-five million dollar lawsuit last week. That said basically hey you're gonna put me back in or i'm gonna fire you for a wrongful a wrongful termination suit well shane mcmahon had all of his lawyers there you know, present, right right and said and started trying to poke holes in kevin owens's lawsuit and kevin owens was like man you don't get it like you don't get it like this isn't about the money right. this isn't about any of that this is about you getting out of our locker room okay i want you out what he's been saying since he came back pretty Think much yeah that's what he's wanted so now he said all right you want to do something let's do this let's let's put that that lawsuit in keep it in the briefcase suspend it to the top and we'll have us a ladder match now one thing i was left on unclear on when the when smackdown went off the air was when was the ladder match going to take place they never said if they I did, I didn't ne- hear it. I think it. it's next week on the premiere. It is. It's next week on the premiere of SmackDown on Fox. Now, what are your thoughts on all this, uh, JR? How do you feel about Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon? Do you feel like, what, what do you feel like is going to take place here? Um, I, I love the angle because of what Kevin Owens said. Kevin Owens told Shane, he goes, you know, you're all about climbing the corporate ladder. Well, why not have a ladder match? It plays in very well. This whole storyline, as I said last week, about Kevin Owens sitting in the blue-collar section. Now Kevin Owens is talking about climbing the ladder. Well, I think Kevin Owens is going to climb that ladder, and I think he's going to grab that briefcase because not only does Shane really... I love Shane. I love Shane. I, I love his work. I love his matches. I love his like his producing abilities, but it's time for him to go. It's time for him to take a, a step off the screen and let some guys do their business. And I, I've been saying that when I had my other podcast too, it bumped the mat. But Shane, it, it shouldn't take Shane McMahon. A, a how old is Shane? Around about? He's in his mid, I want to say he's in his mid to late forties. Right. So. It shouldn't take Shane McMahon to come out and, and put on a show for people to be tuned in to watch SmackDown. You know, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, The Undertaker shouldn't have to show up to 
SmackDown every week for people to watch. We all love The Undertaker, but he shouldn't have to be there. No. Alistair Black, great talent. We've both seen him. Where is he? Where is he? Exactly. My point. Like, why aren't these guys getting used? And I talked about it on Raw. EC3, great talent. Why is he going against Rusev? Apollo Crews, great talent. Where is he? Yeah. It shouldn't take Shane McMahon to be on TV for people to watch. I agree. Interesting storyline. Love the storyline. I pick Kevin Owens. I do, too. I agree with you on all that. Everything you just said was 100% spot on. But guess you made an appearance on the Titantron. Guess who's back? Elias. Oh, Elias, Elias is back. Elias is back. Forgot so, about the Elias thing with Chad Gable. Yeah, the henchman, one of the henchmen for uh, Shane McMahon is uh, he's back in action. Well, that that whole that whole thing needs to, like I said, <laughs> maybe with the disappearance of Shane will be the disbursement of or the displacement rather of Elias, and of course Drew McIntyre is injured right now. Um, it seems like that's what they'll do. They'll start pairing people together and create little coalitions when you don't have anything else for them. Right. Hopefully that's not the case, though. I do like Elias. Um, anyway, that, that about wraps everything up with Raw and SmackDown. Um, it, it, it should be noted that next week on Raw, Biz TV will be having the Nature Boy Ric Flair as well as Hulk Hogan on the show. I am going to predict... The Fiend shows up. I don't see where it would make any sense, though. I mean, I know they're legends, but it has nothing to do with Seth Rollins. Get that. Get that. But it's stranger danger. Stranger danger. But did you you hear the reaction of the crowd when Miz announced Hulk Hogan's name? Dude. Crickets. Booze. They need to let go of what was and accept what I agree with you. I'm a Hulk Hogan fan. I like seeing Hulk Hogan on TV. I am a Hulkamaniac. My son is a Hulkamaniac. <laughs> when we went to SmackDown in Norfolk, Virginia at the yep. Scoop, what did I wear? Hulk Hogan shirt. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Both of you. We were twinning. <laughs> but they need to get past it, okay? He made some comments that he's sorry for. Not going to get into the the, the, the politics of it all because we could talk for hours about it. But it just need, it just needs to be forgiven. You need to forgive. That's what it boils forgive down to. Forgive and forget. Yes. You never forget, but you do need to forgive. Um, but the fiend never forgets. He never, never <laughs> does. Never forgets. So that's something I wanted to kind of make a note of. Also, um, the match, well, we got that match between Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins, as you said, and I agree with you. I feel like the team is going to come out and attack Rey Mysterio. And then with the premiere of SmackDown on Fox, notice they dropped the SmackDown live part. Yep. So I do want to warn people that it's likely that it is still being filmed on Tuesdays. However, so, yep. there will be spoilers out there to lead you into Friday night. Stay yeah. up, stay off the line. Stay offline <laughs> if you don't want to. If, don't click on anything, you know, ringside, new, anything like that. Your report, sports, Kedia. Yes, because that's going to ruin it for you. It's there, there's a lot of people out there are ready to do it. I remember when they were doing or when they do things overseas in like London and yeah. stuff like that. Dude, there it's their airtime. It's like when it's two o'clock in the afternoon here, it's like eight o'clock in yeah. the evening there. You know, so like people are already posting stuff from like London. It's like backstage spoilers. Spoilers. Of course, I'm gloved that they post. I mean, I think that they have the right spoiler. 
you have to say spoiler alert or spoilers or whatever inside right uh in the media otherwise you can sue but uh so we'll we'll see how it all everything transpires you know with everything going towards hell in a cell uh what else uh oh we got nxt nxt news yeah nxt uh last night the second edition of on on air a uh, pretty good turnout last week. I think I read that there was uh, 14,000. No, was that it? Four, maybe, I think it was 14,000. Attendance? Yeah, no, not in attendance, but uh, views. Oh, no, they got way more than that. Dude. You think so? Oh, yeah, was they it? had like, I can't you're talking about like, like worldwide, like television. Well, the USA Network, whenever whenever it was on that first hour. Now that first hour, they got. I, I, a couple I can't remember. Yeah, it, it, it was a lot. Um, why did I say fourteen thousand? It had a four in it, maybe. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. So. But not a bad. I, I read that everybody was happy about it. But on to the second week, we had Keith Lee, dude. If and I'm talking specifically to you, HCP. Uh huh. He, I feel like, is an HCP guy. Really? Why do you say that? Well, he's a bigger guy. No offense, I'm not saying you're a big guy because you're not. No, I am. It's okay. You're you're not a big guy, but he's <laughs> he's a bigger guy, but he's so athletic. He did a moonsault off the second rope last night, three hundred something pounds. Oh yeah, he's bigger than I. Yeah, he. I think you'd like his style of fighting, or style of wrestling. So maybe you should check him out. But he defeated Dominic. Dejovic, okay, something like that. Mm-hmm. Pretty awesome match. Let's kick off the show. It was cool. I liked it. Dakota Kai made her return off of ACL surgery, been out for almost a year, and defeated Tanara Conti. Haven't really seen her. Uh, Matt Riddle defeated his longtime rival. Been going on for almost a month now in a street fight. Um, very hard hitting match. If you haven't seen any highlights. Go look at the highlights. It actually, at one point, Matt put a chair on Killing Dane on his stomach, got the kendo stick, hit the kendo stick against the chair. The kendo stick flew out of Matt Riddle's hand into his hair and got tangled up in his hair and like landed right on his shoulder. Wow. And, and yeah, I mean, how well does that work out? But at one point, the crowd was like, one more time. And so he grabbed it out like a sword and just like hit him again. But it was pretty cool to watch. But, uh, after Matt Riddle defeated Killian Dane, that was also a number one contender match for Adam Cole's NXT Championship next week on the third edition of um, NXT on USA Network. Adam Cole being your NXT champion. Rhea Ripley, if you haven't watched her, I suggest you do. She is very good. She, I'm surprised she's not a call-up yet. She does a lot of NXT UK stuff. She defeated Caden uh, Carter, Oni Lorcan, and... Danny Birch defeated Ever Rise, a, a new tag team, I suppose, in NXT. Cameron Grimes is now 2 0. He defeated uh, Raul Mendoza last night. Okay. Cameron Grimes is the guy I told you had match in like two seconds. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, he, I think he's going to be okay. Kushida, I learned how to say his name. Kushida. Kushida. I couldn't say last week, but Kushida actually teamed up with. One of um, SmackDown Live's past tag teams. Do you want to know who it is? Kushida teamed up with 
Fashion Police. The Fashion Police. Was that right? Yep. Oh, dude, that was a total guess. Bree Zango made their reappearance on NXT and defeated Walter, is our NXT UK champ, and his group called Imperium. Imperium. That is a cool name, though. Imperium. But that's pretty much all NXT had to offer this week. We'll see where the views is at. I think people are, are still and for whatever be on NXT train or bandwagon. I for sure they am. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much wraps up NXT. Uh, gotcha. Nothing from the Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream was not in attendance last night. Yeah, he, lo- he lost last night or lost last week and um, hasn't made it back yet. Yeah, like I just can't get behind a guy named the Velveteen Dream. His you character about though. Him. His character and persona in the ring, though, man. It's right, well, I can't wait to see him make the jump to the main roster. See how he does. But how about wrap things up? Uh, what anything stirring backstage, there? Backstage news today, as of today, Renee Young will no longer be on commentary. Really? She's, she's getting replaced by the one and only Jerry the King Lawler. Is so Jr. The or uh, not Jr. But. Uh, King, he's coming. The back. king, the king is coming back supposedly, but Renee is not done yet. She is going to do a backstage, like remember um, Smack Talk? Yes, she hosted. She's doing something like that with Booker T when they switch over to Fox. Oh. Her and Booker T are going to be doing what they call WWE backstage. How original? <laughs> I mean, how original? <laughs> you know, what I mean, um, you remember a legend by the name of Mickey James? Mickey James rings a bell. Yes, from Richmond, Virginia. Mickey James. <laughs> yep, that Mickey James, a country singer. Um, yeah, she's been out since June with a knee injury. She is doing some work on commentary on WWE main event. I believe that's held on Wednesdays. Okay. Um, so it's it's likely that we'll see her maybe on a commentary team in the near future. Um, Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, one. Is wanted on the premiere of SmackDown this Friday or next Friday. Maybe we'll see him in the draft. Go to SmackDown. Fox wants him. What do you think? I don't think it. No, he's not going to go to Fox. No, I mean if they've got Brock Lesnar, they're taking. You know, they've got Roman. They're not. No, the Fiend. They're they're not going to make. I'm sorry, but the flagship program Raw will not be trumped by SmackDown. It's not going to happen. Anything they would be equals, they will be. There will not be greater than or equal to. They will just be equal to. Right. There's never going to be SmackDown. Will never be the flagship show. It's not. It can't be. Raw was there first. I don't see you making SmackDown bigger than, and that by that would start pointing things in that direction. Sorry. Well, it's said to be that SmackDown is going to be taking over Raw. I mean, I understand where you're coming from as far as who's been there longest but it's all about viewership and we know that and who has the better content and we all know they're all tied together but since they're on different days who's going to watch more more Monday or more Friday I, I, I get what you're saying JR I'm, I'm, I'm following you um, yeah I think the day of the week has something to do with uh, how it's all going to shake down but I just don't like the thought of Raw being taken down by Smackdown I just don't well, change. change. Change, I know, man. change. But uh, one last thing having to do with Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon. It is said to be that Kevin Owens will win this match 
the ladder match that holds the briefcase up to send Shane packing back to the back, never to be seen again on TV because they want less interferences. Less interference. Fox wants less interferences and more, I guess, matches. More in-ring More matches. in-ring matches, which makes sense because they are a, a sports uh, cast. I mean... And it makes sense to see more matches and less interference and less, inter- I wouldn't say entertainment, but more physicality. Well, that almost debunks what was said a few weeks ago about Kevin Owens moving to NXT. It does. I agree. So, I honestly, you know, while I feel like Kevin Owens is going to win, I think that match can go either way. Okay? Just my opinion. I feel like the matches can go either way, but I... I I'm going to pick Kevin Owens, but I think the match could go either way. Just leave it at that. I agree. Anything else, JR? Um, I want to, I don't know if you had planned on doing this, but me personally, I want to send an apology. Oh, to, okay. Yeah, to um, Women of Wrestling's own Jesse Jones. She was supposed to join us today. Unfortunately, that didn't work out. We had some trouble with our phone lines. But I hear through the grapevine that you had it all worked out, right? Um, I believe it's still in talks. Let's Still leave it talks. at that. Um, hold on. I got some information here. Um, well, we'll have to discuss this off air. I've got some information. We were going to have her next Thursday. We're going to shoot the one. Unfortunately, that's not going to be able to happen. I got a, a message here from uh, one of her managers Ooh. at Access TV that, sent, that left me a voice message. Um, and a little on Jesse Jones, too, that if you haven't seen her in-ring, go to YouTube, watch her in-ring abilities. She is crazy good, and she, I don't know how she's not in NXT, honestly. Well, I mean, she the homework out of the research done, it's just, she she's crazy good. She's a great character, great wrestler. She wants to make wrestling great again, and I 100% agree with her, so... Where is she all, where she goes from now, we'll see. But, again, uh, sorry that you couldn't join us today. I also want to thank Print Plus because Print Plus loaded in, located in Kitty Hawk, right beside, not right beside, but right across from PNC Bank. Okay. Has created our one and only WW Mentality Podcast shirts. Oh, yes. We have shirts in. They are here. They are ready for me to pick up. And me and you are we going to be the first owners of WWE Mentality Podcast shirts. Well, I would hope so, JR. Yeah, so. that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, but they'll be available for purchase. You want one, we'll get it. We'll get you shipping information, yep. fill you, everything like that. It'll be good to go. Um, yeah, thank you for doing all that. And also, you know, I say this every week, I feel like, but it's the honest to God's truth. Uh, we at WWE Mentality, honestly, JR, would not be on the platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Insta- I mean, all the different platforms that you've got to say. If it wasn't for you, bro, because no. sometimes I get so bogged down over here and JR's posting, he's sharing, he's he's, he's getting everything situated and he's, he's, he's doing videos, live, live streaming stuff. And, and he's, you know, you honestly are the, uh, the, the heart and soul of this podcast. I got to give it to you. I may be running the equipment over here, but you <laughs> well. are the... You are definitely what is keeping us afloat, and I can't say thank you enough for for all of your efforts and your energy, and it's very much appreciated. You know, uh, I don't always get a chance to say thank you, but I want to say it right now. Thank you 
uh, for all of your energy and everything you put into this podcast. Well, I just, I just really hope we can create, and we've talked about it before we even did this, is that we wanted to create a, a different podcast, not the same old wrestling podcast that you know Joe Schmo has on iTunes or whatever. We want to create a much different podcast where we have passion in our work. Right, of course. And, you know, in, in two almost two months, we have 300 followers on Facebook. Um, our YouTube views in a week got seven. It's not really where I wanted to be, but in, well, the, in the words of you, good things take time or yeah, great things take time, and it's not built overnight. But we will get there, and I have uh, all, all but nothing but confidence in our work and um, just letting our fans know we do put a lot into this. Um, we both do have jobs and families and, and kids and running around this beach that we live on. We do this all the time, and we want to be able to sit here for an hour of your day and create magic, and hopefully that can happen. And if you're listening, please reach out to us. Please follow us on Facebook. Go to YouTube. Leave us a comment. Go to Facebook, our Facebook page, WWE Mentality, and leave us a comment. We're also on, on, on any podcast listening platforms out there, iTunes, Spotify, Breaker, Radio Public. I mean, anywhere you think you can listen to us, we're pretty much there. So let us know how we're doing. And like uh, Justin said, if you want a shirt, an official WW Mentality shirt, they are available available for purchase. Just let us know your shipping information. We'll send you one over. Right on. Well, that's good stuff, JR. All right, that's going to kind of wrap things up for us today. Uh, we will be back next Thursday um, for another exciting episode and and probably do some pushes when they really be able to cover Raw. Uh, we'll have to do a little foreshadowing into SmackDown to see what's going to take place then because we got to figure out exactly how we're going to start. We're going to have to revamp our, our podcast ever so slightly to adjust to the changing days. Um, not saying we're going to necessarily change the day we're doing our podcast. We just need to approach it a little differently. Um, and, and we'll discuss that at a different time. But yeah, so we'll be back next Saturday or next Thursday with another exciting episode of WWE Mentality. And like I always say, keep slamming and stay wonderful.